Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today's gonna be my college football week four recap. Um, like I stated before, I'm gonna try to do these Sunday mornings. Today is a little later. I have different things going on, different things happen this weekend. So now it's gonna be a little later. It's halftime currently of our Chicago Bears. Uh, try to do an NFL recap probably, or even just try to maybe make a Chicago Bears one, just trying to decide what I want to do but you know what since some people say it's my show I can do what I want so I'm trying to figure out exactly which one I want to do uh so you know we'll get that going uh any coaches that want to jump on and do college football recaps or talk NFL stuff or anything like that let me know um I had a couple coaches say they might try to do it on Sunday mornings or we can make it Sunday uh evenings um one of my friends out there I talked to him yesterday got to see him which was very nice um, we talked about maybe he's going to jump on and do this with me on Sunday morning. So it might turn into like a little show. We've been talking about doing that for years. Uh, we grew up together. We always loved watching ESPN stuff, uh, you know, first take and all that when we were growing up. So we may try to do uh, a show like that where we get on. Maybe we just talk about it and then we say, okay, on Saturdays we're going to talk about or we're going to watch four to five games, get on Sunday and talk about them, maybe try to, and then talk about any other hot topics or anything. Um, and then have our picks for the next week for college football. Uh, we tend to like college football more than NFL anyway, but we do love NFL, we love our Bears, so we can talk about that as well. So kind of excited to do that. Um, it's gonna be nice because we play football together. I coached a little bit. Um, and it's gonna be nice because I've been coaching. He, uh, you know, went on in life, he didn't coach. So it's gonna be nice to have that, I think that balance of, you know, I watch it as a fan and as a coach and he's gonna watch it as a fan and have different perspective on it. Um, so I think it's going to be a good thing to try to do, but it's always open to anybody. We talked about if a coach or anybody wants to do it, we can. So please reach out to do that. Um, I didn't want to talk about that many games, but there were so many good ones yesterday. I didn't get to see a lot, some of it, but a lot of it I got to. So we'll scroll over some here. I try to make these shows not as long when it's just me. If I get my friend on here, we'll try to make it a little longer. We might even get into the live YouTube stuff. We never know. Um, so again, I appreciate you guys watching. Please give a thumbs up, subscribe, like, share it out reach out. Um, yesterday was the first game for my Alabama Crimson Tide. They played uh, Missouri. They won 38 to 19. They beat Missouri, which we all called for. Um, 
with with Alabama, you never know how many points they're going to score. Um, if you guys ever heard of Brandon Lang, he's a big time sports better. There was a movie, uh, I think it was Two for the Money. Um, he said he would love to call Nick Saban and say, hey, how much are you going to win by? Um, because you never know, it could be 40 points, 50 points, 20 points. Kind of depends on what Coach Saban wants to win by. Um, it was a debut for them. You know, they had 28 points at halftime, it was 28-3, and then they kind of took the fellas gas pedal a little bit. Um, their new quarterback after Tua was gone, um, Jones, he was 18 of 24 for 249 yards and two touchdowns. Rushing game was pretty good. Harris had 98 yards and three touchdowns on 17 carries. Their big-time receiver for Alabama was uh, uh, Waddle. I said that wrong, but I apologize. Um, yeah, they receptions for 134 yards and two touchdowns. So Alabama's Alabama. They're going to get right. They're going to, you know, they always come out either really, really, really good the first game or they're just eh. And I think they were good and eh at the same time. So look out for Alabama. I could see them winning the national championship this year. It could come down between them and Clemson once again. Uh, but that was not a shocking game. I just want to talk about Alabama since I'm a big Nick Saban fan. Um, another game I got to catch a lot of, I really wanted to watch the old Miss play Florida Gators. And Florida, you know, I didn't know what they were going to do this year. You know, they're always, ever since Tim Tebow and them have left, they're like really good half the season. And then the other half, they're not so much, or like every other game. Man, they looked really, really good yesterday. Uh, but I was really excited to see what a Lane Kiffin team was going to do. Um, Florida's got some big guys, some fast guys. Their offensive line was massive, but so was Ole Miss. They had some, they had some athletes. They've got some big guys. I think once Lane Kiffin gets some of his recruits in there and they adapt to what he wants to do, um, that new up-tempo offense that Lane wants to do, he's trying to incorporate some of the stuff he did at Alabama and what he did at FAU when he had Bryles there as his offense coordinator, uh, Bryles' son. Uh, I think his name's Kendall Bryles. So they're trying to incorporate both. So once Ole Miss gets it going, um, Florida won 51-35. Um, Florida scored a lot of points, but then Old Miss kind of – they kind of let Old Miss hang around a little bit. Um, that quarterback for Florida, um, Trask, I hope I said that right, 30 of 42, 416 yards and six touchdowns. That's the most touchdowns thrown since Joe Burrow did last year. He looked good. He – I don't know if he's going to be exactly what Joe Burrow was, but he was throwing good. It looks like a Joe Burrow throwing type. Um, Florida was just very balanced – um, they look like they're on a mission to try to get back to what they were when Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer were there. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in between under, uh, behind Alabama. They might be right there. They might compete for that SEC championship, whatever they want to do this year. Um, you know, and maybe they can compete with Alabama. Maybe they're going to make it a good game. Uh, maybe, they, maybe Dan Mullen down there is finally getting a rolling. Uh, so that was a good thing. But I would not sleep on Old Miss. They look pretty good. Once they get it going later on in the season, they're going to compete a little more. Uh, so look out for Old Miss. I'm calling that they're going to compete a lot and have these kind of close games, and they're going to beat somebody this year that we may not expect. And once Lane gets some of his recruits in there, they're going to be just fine, so I'm not too worried. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Um, the next one I just want to quickly go over um, that was an interesting game was Kentucky and Auburn. Um, I talked about I picked Auburn to win, but I would not be surprised if Kentucky won. They were down a hot streak at the end of the year last year, and they're good. They got some really good players. Um, Bo Nix, he was 16 of 27 for 233 yards and three touchdowns. So he's still playing good for Auburn. And then on the other side for Kentucky, you have Wilson. He was 24, 37, 239 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, Bo Nix looks like he's coming in a little bit with Auburn. They did have a little rough start. It was eight to seven at halftime. And then Auburn is Auburn. I mean, 
again, people think Auburn has a spread. We're going to try to score as many points, and they want to score a lot of points. But they're spreading you out, trying to run their wingy philosophies to run the ball. And I think at halftime, they kind of opened it up a little bit to try to see. They try to keep it really, really balanced with the run game. Um, you know, unfortunately, Nick, he had 34 yards rushing. Uh, but receiving, uh, Williams, he had 112 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Um, Auburn always does this. They either come out hot or they come out cold, and they were eh. Um, I'm not saying – I think Florida could beat them this year. I think if you – know, you know, people are talking about maybe it's Alabama and Auburn and the SEC or LSU. Um, I'm thinking that Florida may squeak up there. So I don't see Auburn really – they may lose two games if they play like that. Um, but not to take anything away from Kentucky, they are a good team. Um, we, I called it, we were on a podcast with Coach Sheffer, um, the Armchair Coaching Podcast. You guys need to go check it out, and it's on YouTube. Um, they, Kentucky's good, so they're going to compete. It was a really close game. They could have won. You know, it was 8-7 at halftime, and then Auburn only scored seven in the third, and Kentucky scored six. So, you know, still winning by one, and then all of a sudden, um, Kentucky just couldn't score, and Auburn goes on to score 14 in the fourth quarter. Um so I think Auburn's going to put it together again, you know, and be competitive by it may come down to Alabama and Florida because I'm telling you, Florida looked pretty good, and I know it was Old Miss, but it could come down between them. I don't know if Auburn's going to quite do it this year, but again, Auburn always plays really well against Alabama. Um, just one thing I want to point out, Vanderbilt and Texas A&M, I didn't get to see that game, but when you look at what happened, uh, you know, I saw it was seven to five at halftime, Texas A&M winning, and Texas A&M won 17 to 12. But Vanderbilt, we talked about on the other podcast how that's a team that we just think they're never going to win a game. They came out and said, screw it, they're in the play. That's what I saw, and I saw Texas A&M just kind of overlooking them. And people think Texas A&M is going to, you know, compete in this SEC. And I think they need to go back to the Big 12. I don't think they need to be in the SEC. I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't, you know, people say, oh, give them a couple years. I just don't see it. I'm not seeing it. Um, you know, I don't see them really. They might compete a little bit. Uh, but to, to play good, congratulations to Vanderbilt for, you know, keeping it close. You know, their quarterback was 20 for 29, 150 yards, one touchdown, but they were spreading the ball out. They had a decent running game. Uh, you know, when you look at the numbers, um, and then Texas A&M, their quarterback was 17 of 28 for 189 yards and only one touchdown. I mean, you know, Vanderbilt played tough, and if they play tough like that, they're going to compete. So I think Texas A&M is in trouble. You know, when they, at the time they were playing, we'll get to the AP Top 25 here in a second. Um, they were number 10, and they did not play like a number 10 team. I don't, you know, I don't think they need to be in the SEC. I don't think that's where they belong. They belong in like a Big 12 or something. Or, you know, a Big 10 would be a lot of travel, but, man, they need to, they need to leave. Uh, I'm calling it. They need to get out of the SEC. I don't think they're ever going to compete with the Alabamas and the Floridas, and even Old Miss, and Mississippi State's LSU. I just don't see it. Jimbo Fisher's a Nick Saban disciple, but I'm just not seeing it. Um, one thing I talked about a lot on social media, Army was going to Cincinnati, and I believe I picked Army, because Army was on a mission. They, they come out and punch you in the mouth, and they're ready to go. Um, Cincinnati was ranked 14th in the nation at that point, and Army was 22, and... A lot of people are saying it's because of what Army did. It's because of their offense. And I don't think it was their offense. You know, it's like any offense. You come out in that triple option, wing T, you got block. You really got to do what you do. And if, it's, and if the defense is just out playing your guys, it's what's going to happen. It doesn't necessarily mean the spread's better, the wing T's better, the triple option's better. People came out and said, oh, the triple option, this, triple option, that. I think Cincinnati just played more better. You know, they 
you know, traditionally are in, in a football team. Um, I think I think of them more as a basketball place, but they, uh, I think they kind of felt like they were getting disrespected. You know, they were the higher ranked team, and you know they wanted to come out and kind of show that they could play, and they won twenty four to ten. And you know, I know Nate, when you get down like that with a triple option wing team. I just feel like it's hard to come back from. And I know there's coaches up there. Please drop some knowledge on me. I know Navy came back. And I know it can be done. I just feel like when you're in a spread or anything like that, you have the opportunity to come back. And when you get down like that, because to me, in my experiences, the wing tees, the trip options are made for, we're going to keep your offense, the other offense out of there. Um, I think also Army's defense is kind of what happened. You know, uh, Cincinnati's quarterback, was 18 at 33. He had 258 yards and two touchdowns. Now he did have an interception, but I think that's kind of, it was, you know, not necessarily Army's offense. It was their defense. Army was winning in the first quarter, seven to three. Then their defense just could not stop them. And I think Cincinnati kind of played the same game because the spread game, you can do the same thing. Say, okay, we're going to play clock control. We're going to do a little short passes. We're going to do a little short RPOs. We're going to run the ball. We're going to have formation you. We're going to maybe, and I'm not saying this is what they did, but you can go on balance and do the exact same thing in the spread. So I think they knew Army could be a very dangerous team. And they said, we don't want you to have the ball. We want to do this. We want to do what we do. Um, you know, so, you know, since they had more yards, they had 331 yards. Um, now, Army ended up having the ball a little bit longer, 30 minutes, 29 minutes, but, you know, that's still keeping the ball all away from Army. Um, and Army is, I don't think that type of offense is made for if we get down to try to come back, but since, give credit to Cincinnati. Um, I do think unless something crazy happens, this kind of ruins Army's chances of maybe squeaking their way into that college football playoff, you know, what we have. But you never know, um, something crazy could happen, but like a one-loss Alabama may outdo them and everything. Um, the big one that we're going to talk about, and I was wrong for this, was Oklahoma and Kansas State. On that podcast, we came out and said that Kansas State, and I was on board with this, was going to be a good team. They've always been a good team, and they're going to do things in the Big 12. Um, but then they came out and lost the first game bad. Um, it was an upset. So then I said, okay, they're not what they were. They're going to play Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a chip on their shoulder from this game. Kansas State's always been the thorn in their backside. Um, and when Kansas State beat Oklahoma last year from their undefeated season, um, even I kind of said, you know, they're going to come out and uh, have that revenge factor. But I did say this. I picked Oklahoma to win. Um, I didn't think it was going to be a huge win. I came out and said, all kind of depends on the quarterback, um, that Radler kid. Um, I said, if he comes out and he can play and he's not trying to do too much, and if he comes out and does well, they're going to win. If he comes out and not, is not doing exactly what they need to do, it's not going to work. And I think Kansas State took that loss they had personally, and they came out, you know, and said, okay, we're going to beat Oklahoma. We're going to stop them from maybe getting that college football playoff. We're going to show them that we can bounce back. And they did. And, that, and you know, and, and shame on me for maybe downing Kansas State a little bit. Um, but they came out and played well. Uh, their quarterback for Kansas State, uh, Skylar Thompson, was 18 of 25 for 334 yards. He averaged 13.4 yards of completion and one touchdown. You know, so they did what they needed to do. Um, they had a lot of people run the ball. Um, shout out to Jacardi Wright. He played for Decatur St. Teresa. Um, a coach I coached for, um, son played with him. Uh, so I know Jacardi Wright, he was – I think he's the top leading rusher state of Illinois, or one of them. He's very, very good. So shout out to him. He got one carry for six yards, but still, I think he's his first or second year there. So shout out to him. 
Um, so they had a lot of guys run the ball, receiving. Uh, Vaughn for Kansas State had 129 yards receiving. He averaged 32 yards a uh, catch. Um, Mosey, I hope I said that right for Kansas State, he had one catch for 78 yards. I mean, so they were just spreading it out. Again, Oklahoma's defense has always been, you know, you know, in the past, it's always been that bend, don't break, and if it breaks, it's bad. Um, so shout out to Kansas State winning 38-35. Spencer Radler, I mean, I'm going to give you these numbers, and I'll give you the number that kind of hurt them. He was 30 of 41 for 387 yards, 9.4 yards a uh, completion, and four touchdowns. You hear that, and you go, oh, my gosh, they could win. But the kicker is he had three interceptions. So, you know, the percentage, the more interceptions you have, the percentage goes higher if you're going to lose the game no matter what it is. And so, um, you know, Oklahoma defense just could not stop them from spreading the ball out. Were they worried about Kansas State running the ball? I don't know. I know one of the running backs for Kansas State had three touchdowns. Um, Skyler Thompson, he had nine carries for 10 yards. But, man, he had three touchdowns. So, that means they get into the red zone and they just couldn't stop the run. For three interceptions for Oklahoma just killed them. So I said it all goes by Radler. He's a he's um, a young guy. Uh, it's just, he's going to carry that team, and you know we're going to see what Lincoln Riley can do. He's a good coach, but he's been very very blessed, you know, to have Baker Mayfield, Kyle Murray, and then have Hurst uh, transfer in. So now you have a guy that you recruited, Spencer Radler, who said Spencer Radler sat back. You've got to coach him. You got to develop him. You got to give him some confidence. One for those three interceptions. And we, they give the ball back. I think Oklahoma wins. It might be like a 35-28 uh, or 27 type of score. Um, but we're going to see what Oklahoma's made of. We're going to see what that young guy can do. Um, Lincoln Riley, you're going to have to, uh, you know, and Spencer fumbled it. So, I mean, you're going to have to coach him up. You're going to have to, you know, get him some confidence. Um, those numbers are good. It's just interceptions. So, you know, he's trying to be like a, you know, Kyler Murray and fling and this and that. So we're going to see if he can bounce back. That's the big one. So shame on me for going against Kansas State. Um, I'll try not to do that again. You know, I'm not a, the biggest fan of Oklahoma. I do like their offense and Lincoln Riley, but Oklahoma as a whole, I have not really been the biggest fan of. But so you know, shame on me for going against them. Um, another game. Um, I'm really glad that Syracuse got their first one. They beat Georgia Tech, 37-20. And again, we don't need to go into the Georgia Tech thing. You know. That coach is growing on me, but I still go back to that spring game where they kind of disrespected Paul Johnson. I don't care what offense you run or anything. He's a legendary coach. You don't do that. Um, but I, I've been around Dino Babers when he coached at Eastern. I got to help out their spring practices, be around that type of thing. Um, you know, I know some guys. I know some coaches that coached with him during his time at Eastern and Bowling Green and uh, Syracuse. Uh, so I'm glad that they're slowly figuring out. Like I said, it was for them. It's a quarterback. They've had a consistent quarterback, and now they have a new one. So it depends on that. And this gives them some confidence. You know, uh, they won 37-20. Um, you know, that up-tempo offense can still win. Uh, you know, they scored 17 points in the first quarter, and then the only thing is, then you have to decide if you're going to still go that fast, or take your foot off the gas. Um, Georgia Tech finally started to figure it out and started to come back, but. Once you're up 17, nothing, and you can score a little bit each quarter, you're going to probably win the game. You know, Syracuse's quarterback, the, the numbers don't pop out. Uh, 13 of 24 for 194 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, but Georgia Tech, the big thing was they turned the ball over five times, and Syracuse only turned it over once. Um, so that kind of tells you the story. Uh, but, you know, Syracuse was really trying to just spread it out. They had some uh, good plays with their wide receivers. You know, they had a receiver with 87 yards, 64 yards, 17 yards. So they kind of did that. 
rushing. Um, Sean Tucker had 112 yards. Um, another quarterback or another guy had 23 yards, uh, their quarterback. So they're just kind of spreading out, um, going up tempo. Their defense stepped up to stop Georgia Tech. So congratulations to Dino Babers and Syracuse Orange for getting their first one of the season. Hopefully this will continue to roll and they can still be competitive. I root for Dino Babers and his staff to win. Um, another game I got to watch some of uh, was the BYU versus Troy. Um, I picked BYU in this game. BYU looks really, really good. Um, they have some big athletic guys. Their offensive line is all coming back. Um, they have a lot of older guys. The quarterback looks good. The wide receivers look good. I love the look of their offense. They love to use their wing, wing back and H backs. Um, they like to motion. They do little short, quick passes. Their run game is very simple. Um, they look very good. I do like Troy, but they just did not come to play. Quarterback for BYU, Wilson, who was 23 of 28 for 392 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you can't compete with that. Um, I, I said this from the get-go. If BYU can just win big each and every week, um, it was unfortunate they couldn't play Army last week. That would have been an interesting game. But if they can win um, consistently every week and they can win big, and, uh, and maybe a couple SEC teams get that one loss, um, you know, you're going to see – Maybe they sneak in that college football playoff. Um, it kind of depends on what the Big Ten does now and the big news of the Pac-12 coming back. So we're going to see what the committee and all of them allow them to do. Are they going to allow the Pac-12 and the Big Ten to get into the college football playoff? If they don't, BYU will definitely get a spot if they can win like this every single week, and they look good. Um, I'm not, I don't know if necessarily it's going to be Alabama good and all that, but I think they're, they're, if you get confidence and they buy in and they do things, they're, they're fine. So BYU does look really good. I'm slowly becoming a fan of BYU. Um, I think they're going to do some really good things. So, uh, you know, look out for them. They won big. Um, I think Troy will be okay, but they ran into that monster of BYU. Um, you know, they, they like I said, they spread it out. The quarterback had a big game. Their wide receivers, um, Dax, I'm just saying his first name. I can't say his last name. He was um, got seven receptions for 140 yards. Um, Gunner had 138 yards receiving, and then they had a bunch of guys with 30s and 20 yards. And then the rushing game had a guy with 76 yards, 50 yards, you know, and then a bunch of 20 yarders. So they just spread it out. They scored big. Washington, there was um, big plays on um, their defense. They run a 3-4 defense, and they, you know, slant a lot of guys. They'll slant their D-line and then bring a back off or backer off the backside and this and that. So that 3-4 you can mess with a little bit. Um, so they, they played really well. Please watch out for BYU guys. We cannot sleep on them. Big one, last game I'm going to talk about that I was very excited for was Mississippi State and LSU. That was like the big one being talked about. Um, Mike Leach coming out with his air raid offense against the defending champs of the LSU Tigers. Now LSU, people might make excuses, but Coach uh, O is not going to make any excuses. They had a lot, they lost a lot of players from graduation and going to the NFL. He lost, I think, over half his coaching staff going to different colleges, getting head jobs or going to the NFL. And he's not going to make excuses. He had to refill his coaching staff, which I think he does still have a good coaching staff. They had to replace some players. They have some good players. They had some players opt out, though, I know, due to everything that's going on. But they're not going to make excuses. LSU still look good. So, you know, they're not going to, you know, sit back and take anything. They're not going to say this for that. And it was a close game. I mean, Mississippi State was up 3-0 in the first quarter. Um, then Mississippi State was up 17-14. And then at halftime, and then, you know, they both, they both scored 10 points in the third quarter. But then the fourth quarter, Mississippi State scored 17, LSU points scored 10. So, you know, I think this is the most talent um, Coach Lee just had at his first year being a head coach. Uh, 
Um, you know, when he went to Texas Tech, it was terrible. Uh, then he had to rebuild it, and he finally got it going, and then that whole debacle happened of how he had to leave. And then he got to Washington State, which was – they had some good players, but they should know a few with them, and, you know, they went down. Um, and then – he finally built that up, and now he comes to Mississippi State. He kind of looked out getting Costello coming from Stanford. Um, but I, I think Mike Leach is a breath of fresh air for that program. I think he brings a lot of confidence. He brings a lot of toughness. He uh, brings, you know, some fun for those kids to play on offense like that. And just, you know, a breath of fresh air. They can kind of be themselves. You know, they don't have to be afraid to make mistakes. Um, he wants them to win every single day. It's bigger than just football. Um and then I think, you know, people said the area can't work in the SEC. And I think this was a game where, if it, you know, if it's on, it's on. Um, if it's not, it's not. Um, so it was on. They were confident. Costello, he is the only SEC quarterback ever to throw for over 600 yards in a game. He was 36 of 60. He was 60 is just a crazy amount of throws um, for 623 yards. He had five touchdowns. Now, if you sling it like that, he does have two interceptions, but he made up for it with the five touchdowns. But LSU, they saw some good numbers. Uh, Brian, their quarterback, was 27 to 46. He had 345 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. So they still had some good numbers. They played well, guys. I'm saying LSU still played well. And they had a young defensive back. I don't think they really see an air raid offense that's going to do this over and over. Um, they didn't have time to plan, but again, you know, I hope Mike Leach continues to win. But, you know, I was caught up in it too, but I have to say, like, it's the first game. Once people start studying it and figuring it out, you know, I think it's going to be a lot more competitive. But I still think Mike Leach, if he has the guys like he does now at Mississippi State, and he's able to do some of the things and make his simple adjustments, he's going to compete in the SEC. Once he starts getting his real recruits in, they're going to do well. But to do this with the kids that are there is phenomenal. This was a really tough game for me because I love Coach O. I love Mike Leach. It was a hard pick. I really – I think one time I picked LSU, but another time I said, you know what, I want Mississippi State to win. I'm going to pick them in the upset. They did it. Coach Leach is a great coach. People say that the air raid can't work in NCC or, you know, you don't know. It can work. He's going to prove it can work. It worked when he was at Kentucky way back when. It's going to prove that it can be competitive. I think they ran the ball pretty well. They have some guys that can run the ball at Mississippi State, so when the quarterback audibles to that, they're going to do well. So that was a fun game for all. So watch out for Mississippi State guys. All right. So those are my college football recaps. I did more games than what I probably should. Like I said, if I started getting this going with my friend or another coach, um, but especially if it's my friend, um, we're going to do um, smaller games. We um, may only focus on four or five games and then maybe just quickly talk about others. Um, so uh, we're going to try to get the top 25 pulled up here. I'm um, going into week five. You have your AP top 25 in your coaches poll. Your AP top 25, you have Clemson at number one, Alabama at number two. Clemson did not play last week. Florida jumped up to number three. Georgia is at number four. Notre Dame did not play this week. They are sitting at number five. They've put Ohio State back in. They have not played. They will not play until October. They are number six. Auburn jumped up to number seven. The Miami Hurricanes, watch out for them. Maybe the U is back. They're at number eight. Texas got away with a scare. They were winning big against Texas Tech, but then Texas Tech came back, then Texas Tech went in overtime. They are number nine. They put Penn State, who is not, is not going to play until October, at number 10. UCF uh, won big. They went to number 11. North Carolina is now ranked at number 12. I don't think they played last week. Texas A&M dropped three spots to number 13. And like I said, I just don't think they belong in the SEC. Oregon is at number 14. They have not played. They will come back and play in November. So they put them back in. 
Cincinnati is now number 15. Mississippi State was not ranked, and they jumped all the way up to number 16. After that big win, so they got to keep it. Oklahoma State is 17. Oklahoma dropped 15 spots after that loss, guys. 15 spots all the way down to 18. Wisconsin, they threw in because the Big Ten's coming back um, as well. So they are number 19. LSU dropped 14 spots all the way down to number 20. Um, Tennessee, they dropped five spots to 21. BYU, they end up dropping because they're adding these Big Ten teams and Pac-12 teams in. So the disrespect to BYU is real. So look, that's going to add some more motivation. They dropped down to 22. They threw Michigan in at 23, Pittsburgh at 24, and Memphis at 25. So I'm telling you, guys, watch out. Look out for BYU. All right, so we're going to get Coach Steve's picks here. Um, and then we'll get this show wrapped up. Hopefully, you know, as I get this going, we'll get a different type of show. Friday, we got Campbell at Wake Forest. I'm going to go with um, Wake Forest just because you have to go with a little better program, but I'm not going to be surprised if Campbell makes it tough. BYU versus Louisiana Tech. I'm going to go with BYU. They're going to see this polls and say, hey, these guys haven't played. Um, the disrespect is real. So look out for BYU. That's on Friday. Then we go on to Saturday. We're really ramping up for college football. Florida and South Carolina look for Florida to win. Uh, that game, I'm not going to say big because SEC, you never know, but Florida will win. Texas at TCU. Um, Texas showed they can score a lot of points if their defense can catch up. Uh, look for them. So I'm going to go with Texas. Tennessee at Missouri. You know, Tennessee maybe might be turning a corner here. I don't think they're that good, but uh, Missouri just came off playing Alabama. They might be a little beat up. So I'm going to go with Tennessee. Um, and then you've got Pittsburgh at North Carolina State. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in that game. Pittsburgh is still a good program. Um, so watch out for Pittsburgh. They're always that team that you just don't want to play. Um, then you got Georgia State at East Carolina. I'm going to go with East Carolina. I thought they played well. I think they're going to try to turn it around. So I'm going to go with East Carolina. Then you've got Arkansas State at Coastal Carolina. I am I am jumping on the bandwagon of Coastal Carolina and their offense. I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina. That's going to be on ESPN two, which is fantastic for people out there to try to see. Um, you know, I love their offense, what they're doing with the run game, and try to incorporate the passing game in it. So I'm going to go with um, Coastal Carolina. Baylor won big against Kansas. They're going to play West Virginia. This one's a little toss up. I kind of want to go with West Virginia. I think Baylor still has some of their players, even though they had a coaching change. I'm going to go with Baylor in that game. Um, USTA versus UAB. Um, I'm going to go with UAB. I'm going to go on a limb and say they're going to come out and play well. They're kind of, you know, people look at them as a bad program. They're going to come out and win. North Alabama versus Liberty. I'm going to go out and say Liberty. Um, I know some coaches that went there or know some coaches there, so I'm going to go out with Liberty. Army. At Alabama Christian, I'm going to go with Army. They are going to be very motivated. They're going to want to try to sneak their way back in that college football playoff. So I'm going to look for Army to win big. Alabama, Texas A&M. I hope Alabama puts a whooping on Texas A&M to say you should go back to the Big 12. You let Vanderbilt stick around. I hope Nick Saban, you know, says, you know, we should be number one. Clemson didn't even play. I hope Alabama just puts a whooping. I hope this is that game where Coach – Nick Saban says, I want 50 or 60. Boston College of North Carolina, I was hoping for Texas State to beat Boston College, and it, it almost happened. Um, I'm going to go with North Carolina. Uh, I think they could put a whooping on Boston College. 
Cincinnati at South Florida. I'm going to go Cincinnati. They still feel disrespected, I think, especially at the Army game. Kansas, Oklahoma State. Um, I've dealt with Kansas a couple of times. I just don't know if they have the horses. Oklahoma State does not look that good. Um, so I'm just going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Kansas. If, if Oklahoma State's going to play the way they are, and if Kansas can somehow get something clicking, I'm going to go with Kansas. SMU versus Memphis. Memphis is good, looking good. I know SMU is good too. Um, I think Memphis is motivated, so I'm going to go with Memphis. Then you've got Texas Tech and Kansas State. I'm going to go with Kansas State. They are on a high after being Oklahoma. I know Texas Tech just had a close game with Texas. But I'm going to go with uh, K-State. Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. Um, I'm just going to go out with Florida Atlantic. I like watching them when um, – Lane Kiffin was there, so we're going to see if they can still continue it. Duke at Virginia Tech. You know, I love Virginia Tech. Duke's has some good players, uh, but I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. I love Duke's players. I love the program, but I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. Old Miss at Kentucky. Again, I said Kentucky could win, but you know what? Lane Kiffin might get it going. I'm going to go out and say Old Miss. They get Lane Kiffin his first win. Um, if they can continue their offense get clicking. Jacksonville State at Florida State. Florida State does not look good. Um, I know they're the bigger program, um, but these smaller schools are very motivated. So I'm going to go again with these upsets, guys, and say Jacksonville State. Um, then you got Western Kentucky at Middle Tennessee. I'm going to go with Western Kentucky. That's a very good football program. If people don't know and don't pay attention to them, they are. They've had some good quarterbacks and good play. Um, then you got Navy at Air Force, which is very exciting. I think Navy, you know, learn from their first week, so I think they're going to come out and win. So I'm going to go with Navy. They're going to try to get it turned around. Air Force isn't going to play very many games this year, so I think Navy's going to say, okay, you know, you're not going to play very many games, but we're going to send you out there. Georgia Southern at UN, UL Monroe. I'm going to go with Georgia Southern. They have a good football program, a good culture, so I'm going to go with Georgia Southern. Auburn at Georgia. Again, Auburn is that, you know, toss-up. Um, I'm going to go with Georgia. I know they have a quarterback issue. I'm trying to figure out their identity with that. But sometimes defenses do win. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Georgia. But I'm not going to be surprised if Auburn does get it going and they win, if Bo Nix can get it going. I'll say UCF. UCF, you know, they felt disrespect a couple of years. I was one of those that said they shouldn't have been in the college football playoff. So it's people like me that are going to motivate them. I think they win big against uh, Tulsa. Mississippi State and Arkansas. Mississippi State's going to be on a high. I think Mike Leach is going to keep them, you know, planted saying, hey, you know, yeah, we beat them because it was the first game. If it was later on the season, it may not have happened. So if they can continue to go with it, um, I'm going to go with the Pirate and Mississippi State. Um, air raid can work. Oklahoma and Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State kind of shocked me. I thought they were going to be on the down. Oklahoma you know, if they can't do, you know, I don't know. This is one of those trap games, I think. I'm going to go with Oklahoma just because it's uh, Iowa State. But don't be surprised if Iowa State wins. LSU at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt kept it close against Texas A&M, but Texas A&M belongs in the Big 12. LSU is going to be very motivated after that Mississippi State game. So look out for LSU to get back on the map. North Texas I have over Southern uh, Mississippi. Clemson, I think, is going to win over Virginia. Then I think Troy's going to bounce back. South Alabama is pretty good, but I'm going to go with Troy. So there's my picks for the week, guys, um, and there was my college football recap. 
Um, thank you guys for watching again. Please like, subscribe, share this out. Um, if you guys want to be a part of it, let me know. Hopefully, like I said, we'll get this show going. Um, I hope everybody's enjoying their college football sun or uh, NFL Sunday. Um, so, guys, thanks for listening. Please check out um, stuff on podcast form as well. Getting some great stuff on there. Great coaches. Um, so, guys, I'll see you guys on the next one. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.